So it was surprising to me because both coaches answered, no way. That was a new one for me. <laughs> that was a little shocking. I've been around for a long time, 31 years. It, you don't hear much new stuff, but that what I think those answers represented was a shift that happened in the recruiting industry probably about 15 years ago, really when showcase camps became widespread. Um, but really in the last like six years, I see kids who are really gravitating towards you know different programs. And you know, Vanderbilt has played a big role in that because Vanderbilt has become kind of what like Duke or Kentucky is to like basketball. It's become a destination place that any player in the country would want to go to. And baseball really hasn't had that. You know, there were schools like Miami and LSU and, um, you know, Auburn and Florida. But if you look at a lot of their rosters, I mean, they're not really national rosters, you know, as much as you would think, right? They're really mostly regional with a sprinkling of national. But Vanderbilt's kind of become this, like you look at Duke, you know, they're all over the, the country, all over the world. Um, so th that has changed things. But, but the reason why one school said no way was moving into what I would call recruiting killer like 2.5, you know, and that's delusional recruiting syndrome. Now, it's, everybody has a touch of it. Everybody can have a little touch of it. But some people have extreme cases. You know, and so um, in delusional recruiting syndrome, it can go both ways. It can go too high or it can go too low. And in the case with this kid, it was both. <laughs> it was both. So this was this was before we had really, you know, he had gone and done this on his own before we had started kind of working on his communications. And so what happened was, you know, I, I won't give the names of the school, but the one school um, looked at him as a player and said, no way. He's not good enough to play here. Like, no way. And so that was a clear line in the sand. Good. We want that. Right? You want a fast no from a coach. If, if, if you want to have a, a gift in the recruiting process, you want fast no's. You know, so you can move on and they can move on. Right? You, can, you don't want to waste time. Now, what was interesting to me, though, was... The, the other coach thought he was good enough to play baseball, but because the kid had a 3.8 grade point average and his, his tests were all equal, the coach said, no way that kid will come here. So you, you had a baseball program that he shot too high for. Academically, he was, academically it was to his standards. But baseball-wise, he wasn't good enough. So he could get in academically. He couldn't play on the baseball team. Now, the second school was too low for his academics. He was a perfect baseball fit for that school. But academically, the coach said, no way that kid will come here. He's got to you know, look at his grades. Look at his tests. He's not coming here. So the coach didn't pursue him because you know why? That coach has been down a lot of roads where he's tried to recruit players um, with higher grade point average that wanted a better academic experience. Now, the moral of the story here, I'm going to talk about delusional recruiting syndrome in a second, but the moral of the story here is the first coach was clear, right? If he's just not good enough to play baseball, that's just 
a deal killer, right? You, you have to have the talent. There's got to be, that's got to be there. So that's easy. But the second one is way more interesting to me because the second one, he only looked at the kid in two windows. So we're, we're going to go into windows of visibility next, but he looked at the kid in two windows. He looked at baseball and grades. And what he didn't look at was the kid wanted the geographic region. He wanted to live there. He liked the size of the school. It fit for his personality. He liked the culture and the community around the school. He didn't want, um, you know, a big uh, football team and stuff. To you know, he he did that. Coach made a decision based on what that coach knew, and what that coach knows is what we communicate to him. We don't communicate those things to him. He'll make a decision based on the information that he has. Recruiting killer number one. Kids get missed because the coach doesn't know. So there's a longer story to this kid's. Uh, uh, a long, or, you know, long, there's an ending to that kid's story, which is really good. But initially, because the communication wasn't formatted in a way that told the coach these other aspects, the kid was, the kid was kind of dismissed. The coach moved on. And like I said, there's more to the story. We'll get into it later. But um, time, time is the key factor. That kid lost because that coach made a decision based on two elements. He stopped recruiting the kid. So now that coach's window closed and now time was wasted. And so here's the thing. And delusional recruiting syndrome is sometimes a player can shoot too high. They can have these kind of stars in their eyes and they could shoot for programs that they're just not good enough for. Or two, they, they, they are shooting for programs that they're not communicating with enough. So they've either got stars in their eyes or they don't have a communication process to, to show that school that they're a great fit. So we're going to talk more about delusion in a couple different ways. So delusional recruiting syndrome shows up. The symptoms are, um, can be, uh, uh, you know, a mild or acute. <laughs> but, um, but the biggest, the biggest thing is time. And so the longer you have delusional recruiting syndrome, you're missing time. Time is the element in recruiting. It is the most valuable resource in recruiting because we're going to talk next in windows of visibility is um, there's only a certain amount of time that you get to do this and you only get to do it once. So it's not, a, you, you know, your, your, your learning curve of learning from mistakes has to be really quick. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to learn from your mistakes, if that's your process, you don't want to do it in the recruiting. You don't want to do this in this decision, right? So if you're going to learn to, to lay a foundation like in the Millennium Tower, you, you don't want to learn foundations laying it for the Millennium Tower, okay? You want someone who knows how to lay that foundation, who's an expert, who's going to do it perfectly for you, okay? So delusional recruiting syndrome, in no particular order, um, shiny objects. They want a brand name school. They want a big program. Now, I will tell you this. <clears throat> I'm going to get, I get really serious about this because because when it comes to time in the recruiting process, I will not, I will not permit any of my clients to waste time. I will not spend a second with them in a delusion or in a fantasy or correcting any life issues. I will not do it. I will not spend time in a fake world. This is one of the most important decisions that your son will ever make. Maybe the most important. It's certainly the biggest one that's in front of him now. We are not going to screw around with this, and I am not going to allow or indulge players to be, waste time in fantasies. So when I see a player that wants a brand-name school 
I know a player that 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 has a couple things. And now, bear in mind, I've you know this is this is looking at the player too, right? So just you know, if a player wants a brand name school and is good enough, that's that's one aspect, not all of it, right? But if the player clearly isn't to that level, but he's got like this list of schools that he wants to go to, um, I will not spend a second in delusion and fantasy because if he wants a brand name. He, he does not have a clear sense. If he's not good enough and wants a brand name, he does not have a clear sense of what his ability is. Well, now, that tells me a couple things. It could signal to me that um, the dad might be a little delusional about his abilities. So dads, like I said, it's contagious. So dads can give it to the kids and the kids can give it to the dads. So I always got to make sure that the dad is not dealing in fantasy, but the dad is dealing in reality. If the dad is dealing in reality and the kid is dealing with fantasy, then we'll deal with that. Um, but that kid doesn't have a good sense of his ability, which means he has not had a third-party evaluation. What we call a no-horse evaluation. No horse in the race. This is an independent third-party. One of the things that we do, we work with coaches that will evaluate kids that have, that have no horse in the race, and they will give their kids an honest opinion. So now the kid knows where he stands. Because if we don't, if we have delusional recruiting syndrome and the kid thinks he's a better player than he is, or he thinks he's going to become a better player than he is, then we're wasting time in fantasy. Okay? Frogs don't turn into princes. Princes turn into kings all the time. But frogs into princes, that's a fantasy. And I won't be complicit in your son spending time in a fantasy world during the most important decision, at least at this part of his life. So if there's, if a kid wants a shiny object, he either doesn't understand his baseball ability or he's looking for an overlay. So this is going to get a little deep just for a minute or two, but I'm really concerned with players that want an overlay. So they're trying to lay a brand name over them, which tells me that there could be something that the kid is either trying to signal to the world that he is or signal to the word that the world that he is not. So sometimes kids will go for a brand name school because they want to signal to the world that they are successful. Some kids will want a brand name school to signal to the world that they are not a failure. I won't deal in those issues. I won't deal a second in those issues. If, if those are issues that you're having, what I, would, what I do normally with, with something like this is this is not a kid who needs a communication specialist. This is a kid who needs a, 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 a psychologist, a sports psychologist, because there's some deficit in his life he is trying to use a brand name to overcome. I won't deal with it. I, I, look, I'll help the kid as far as whatever, you know, we're, we're, I'm totally sympathetic as someone who has ADHD. I get it. I'm totally sympathetic, but it's going to kill his recruiting process. And the best, I will always give my client the best advice for them. Never the best advice for our business because the best advice for our business is the best advice for them. And in that situation, the kid needs a psychologist. Um, another, another one that kind of fits into this role is I want a program that wants me. So sometimes kids will say, I want a program that wants me. So they want to be chased. If you have a player that wants to be chased, that player is looking to be valued. He is looking for significance. He is looking for somebody to come after him to say that what his skills are, are of value. Now, sometimes it's a value as a person. Now, sometimes they can get a little backwards where they want coaches to value their hard work and value their dedication and all that. There's ways to do that, 
But it's not just sitting there with your arms folded and saying, I want a program that wants me. I'm not chasing a program. I'm not writing a letter. I'm not doing this. Good. Good. Here's what will happen to you when you stay in this world of wanting to be valued. Here's what will happen to you. You'll end up going to a school that you think you can play for, or you'll go to the best option for you. You will expect so much out of that school. After one year, he'll, he'll transfer somewhere else, and then he'll repeat that situation over and over and over again throughout the rest of his life. He'll move from job to job to job. I know because I have mentoring clients. Dads, um, dads call me when they have 23, 24-year-old kid who's out into the real world and has changed you know, six jobs in four months because they didn't like... They didn't get to talk to the boss in one job, or they didn't get on the project team of the job they wanted, or they didn't get the office that they wanted, and they just shift because they're looking for that that thing to give them something. So if it's a situation like that, I would say, dude, this is, I'm not going to deal with that because that's something that I would refer you to a great psychologist who can help you work on this need to be valued. And not to say that if you go to a program that you won't be valued, but in understanding everything we talked about in Recruiting Killer Number 2 about what's on a coach's plate, you're asking a coach who's got an unbelievable schedule and, and a lot of stuff on his plate to go chase you down. He doesn't need to chase you down. And, and that's a recruiting killer because if it's between you, who he has to chase down, and a player who he doesn't have to chase down, who maybe maybe even not as good as you, he's going to go with the player that... The college coaches aren't chasing players. Um, the, the, uh, the, the next two are, um, social media. This one, this one's just a, this one's just a generational thing. Um, so social media to have like the Instagram moment of selecting a school or saying you're committed or you've made a verbal commitment or whatever, um, is a real thing. Now as, as parents, I'd imagine most of you are within my age. We, We might not, we know about it, but we really don't understand it. We think it's nothing. It's not nothing. It's something. In, we see it as, oh, that's social media. They don't see it that way. They see that as their world. And they want to be significant in their world. So delusional recruiting syndrome would be, I want a great social media post. You would be surprised. There was a poll done on uh, Gen, uh, was it Gen Z? That, I forget the percentage, but it was like in the 70, some 70% some or something like that. Picked a vacation place or a travel or where they went to eat or where they, they spent their time based on if it was Instagrammable or not. That means they literally made their decisions about where they went, where they ate, what they did, who they were with, based on whether or not it would, it would, it would look good to other people. So that is a very, very real factor. Um, the last thing in uh, delusional recruiting syndrome that kills is the player that wants to be discovered. Um, the player that thinks they're going to come find me. I hear that all the time. Parents will say, well, he thinks kids will come find him. Or, or, or my kid thinks that coaches should come find him. Now, I'm going to tell you that the root in this of being discovered, I think, I think there's some basic human roots to it that we want to be someone to say, you're good enough, come with me. I think there's something very American about it, that moving on to something better, so you'll discover new land, Christopher Columbus, whatever. You know, I think there's something very American about it. And I think it's like a story, right, of like, you know, all these movies that we watch, Rocky and Rudy, and these, it's, it's like Rudy got discovered by his coach. His talent got appreciated by his coach. Or you hear of people getting discovered and becoming famous. So it's a thing. It's like a thing in, in, our, in our culture. And oftentimes, it's delusional recruiting syndrome. It, it sometimes comes in comparison. 
And in comparison, um, that's usually what they see on social media. Remember, that is real to them. Social media to you, reality to them. What they see on social media, they see maybe other kids that they play against getting recruited and they just want someone to come and discover them. Or they see other teammates that are committing and all that kind of stuff and, and they want to be discovered like them. I, will n- I do not indulge in any of that ever. If you want to go be discovered, go on American Idol. I'm not spending any time with you. If you're not willing to engage in this process, now I'm going to, tell, I'm going to talk to the dads directly. You're not going to want to hear it. But like I said, people go to people they trust that they know will tell them things they don't like. So this might be something you don't like. If you're allowing your son to take this path, it's going to have a, a, a significant and disastrous long-term effect on your son's future. Period. Period, 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 period. And I'll tell you this one thing on comparison. 25%, one in four players that commit to a school in any way, shape, or form are on a roster their sophomore year. So all of these verbal commits, all of these posts, it looks like, you scroll on social media, it looks like everybody in the world is committing to a school. All of these commits, one in four, one in four, one in four will be on the roster sophomore year. Do you know what that means? That means that kid in his second year or during his first year, excuse me, he saw the writing on the wall. He saw that he wasn't going to play there. He wasn't good enough. Didn't get along with the coach, whatever. Now that goes back to a lot of laying foundation. He should not, he should not have, if you're leaving a school after one year, you really screwed up. The, the process. You, you didn't have someone guiding you through that process. You really, really, really screwed up the initial, you, you screwed up that foundational process big time because you should have known that going in. And that, that's where a skilled person can help you determine that. But, but more than that, that statistic is one in four is shocking. Um, just let me to throw the side note in. There's no value other than social currency to the player to commit early. There's none. There's none. It, it looks good. There's the social currency. It's a good social media post, but there, it's not a binding contract. So there's nothing holding both parties to the deal. And I also want to point out that it's more valuable to the school than it is to the player. So the school kind of protects a prospect that they can cut off at any time. Now, you can cut off at any time too, but I want that, that's, that's a power difference, right? So a, a school calling and saying, hey, we're going in a different direction, that happens all the time. How many times is your son going to call a school that he verbally committed to and tell that coach that he's breaking his verbal commitment? That's what they count on. They count on that the kid won't break the verbal commitment. Now, you say, but isn't that good? No, because one in four are on a roster their sophomore year. And what it's really doing is it's that school kind of building a fence around your son so that other schools stay away, knowing that if your son doesn't develop or your son doesn't pan out, they'll get rid of him anyway, or he'll catch the writing on the wall and he'll leave. So all they're doing is casting big old nets and they're seeing which fish are the biggest. Delusional recruiting syndrome, the biggest problem with it is time. Time. 
as we move now into windows of visibility, you're going to see exactly how valuable, crucial, and important time is. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.